Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. All right. Time to begin our service this evening. We'll start with number 261. 261. and it told I love to leave, but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Good evening. Everyone's having a good week. Uh, a few announcements to make here. Uh, this Saturday, May 6th, at 5 p.m., there'll be a uh, preschool through fifth grade will be meeting here to build bird feeders. So again, that's uh, this Saturday at 5 p.m., preschool through fifth grade, meeting here at the building, and they'll be, be uh, building bird feeders. And then next Friday, May the 12th, is a teen lock-in. And doors lock at 10 p.m. for that. May 14th is the deadline for camp reg registration. So if you have a kid that is uh, planning to go to Fort Hill this summer, make sure you get them registered by May 14th. May 20th is the Hometown Love uh, event at the fairgrounds. Also May 21st, uh, that'll be our senior reception for our high school uh, seniors. And May 27th, there will be a youth... Uh, devotional and that's going to be at Carter Caves State Park and the bus leaves at noon for that event. Make sure uh, as you can see we've got a ton of activities coming up this month around our youth group so make sure you pick up one of the uh, calendars out on the foyer on the table our um, youth group summer calendar take a look at that we've got a lot going on 
And also, there are sign-up sheets for all of these youth group activities. So if uh, your kid's going to be involved with any of these, just uh, if you wouldn't care to sign up so they can make uh, sure to get a head count on that. Also, uh, Group 1 is uh, Rick and Chad's life group will be having a uh, meeting on May 21st following morning services. And also, there's a mowing schedule that's hanging up in the foyer. So if you could help out with mowing, uh, if you wouldn't care to sign up for that. Prayer list, uh, it's continued to keep Jimmy Wilgus, uh, Terry Leap, Jim Haney, Doug Deeds, uh, Jamie Estes. Uh, he just, I think I heard he went home from the hospital and uh, is doing better to so keep him in the prayers. Amber Spitzer and Danny Wheeler. Danny Wheeler was admitted to the hospital and having some complications with some fluid around his lungs. So let's make sure to keep all these individuals in our prayers. As always, uh, make sure you pick up a Rome journal for a list of all the activities and, and a full list of all those that we need to keep in our prayers. That is all the announcements that I have. Are there any other announcements that need to be made? All right, let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we come to you at this time thanking you so much for another day of life that you have blessed us with. We thank you for the opportunity to be here this evening to worship you, Father. We thank you for the, the blessings that you bestow upon us each and every day. And most of all, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the body of believers here at Rome, able to come together and, and worship you and, and uh, pray that we will continue to, to be unified and and strengthened uh, by our time here this evening. Pray that you will be with us as we uh, break here in a few minutes and, and go to our Bible classes. We thank you for your word that, that does guide us and, and leads us, and we pray that we'll be good Bible students, that we'll take the time to, to really uh, dig in and, and uh, learn and, and grow, and that we can take what we learn and apply it to our lives and, and reach those around us, Father, that others can... Uh, learn about you and, and the hope that we have through you, Father. And we, again, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you most of all for your son, Jesus. And Father, we are mindful of so many that are on our prayer list that are dealing with various health issues at this time. We pray for each one of them, pray for healing for them, pray that you'll strengthen and comfort them as only you can. And Father, forgive us when we do fall short and sin against you. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. song this evening is Surround Us Lord, not in the book. <clears throat> Oh. Uh -huh. 
Song of invitation this evening is 745. <clears throat> 745. And before the lesson tonight, sing and be happy. Would you stand, please, if you're willing and able? Yeah. 
ran across a video this week of a, uh, a principal who's walking out to uh, the dumpster somewhere in West Virginia. This happened this week, and uh, he's dressed like you would expect a principal to be dressed. He's got dress slacks and dress coat on. And he's walking out, and he undoes the, uh, the bungee cord that's wrapped around the lid of the, of the dumpster. And uh, the dumpster starts moving. The lid starts moving. He kind of looks at it, and a black bear head pops out. <laughs> and then the whole thing pops out. <laughs> and this guy takes off running, and he's like, ah, like we would expect to be running from a bear. And I thought, man, that guy's not prepared for that, is he? A couple of uh, years ago, Kelly and I got to go to uh, Kate's Cove. We go to PTP every year, polishing the pulpit. It's awesome. You should go. It's coming up in August. Um, but uh, Kate's, it's in Gatlinburg, and so... Um, Kate's Cove is, is right there next to it. And so we're, we're going through, driving through um, that little area there, and we're looking for wildlife and seeing what we can see and stuff. And we come up on all these cars that are pulled over along, on the side of the road, and I thought, oh, they found something cool. So we're going to stop by and check, check out what they found that was so cool. Uh, but we can't see anything. And so I get the kids. Just, just then it was, it was Titus and Abby, and they were little, maybe like three or four, four and five, somewhere around in there. And so uh, Kelly's in the car, and I've got these two, these two little kids. And so we walk out onto this field, and everybody's kind of gathered around this tree. And so we walk over there, and I look up in the tree. I said, what are you guys looking at? And somebody took points up in the tree, and there's a black bear sitting up in the top of the tree. And I thought, if this black bear comes down, we're all going to die. What are we doing standing here? This is idiocy. And so I said, guys, I think it's probably time to go join Mommy in the car. And they said, well, why? I said, well, if that black bear wants to, he could kill us all. And we're just not prepared to tangle with a bear tonight. <laughs> and so I started thinking about being prepared. Um, and I ran across this picture a little while back, and I was just amazed at how big that thing's paw is. They had to tranquilize it for some reason. They were giving it medicine or something, but they took this shot. Four strangers took this shot uh, of, of the bear paw with, this, with the ranger there behind it um, and, and you kind of grasp how big uh, this thing is when uh, when we were Kelly and I used to watch this TV show called Alone and uh, the, the premise is these people go out into the middle of the woods somewhere really remote location and they're just dropped there they have I think 10 or 12 items that they can bring with them one of which is not a, a rifle <laughs> and so uh, they encounter bear uh, regularly wherever they're stationed. There's, there's usually wildlife, predatory wildlife there, among which are bears. And so they say, you know, when you encounter a bear, you're supposed to greet it. Hey, bear. And that's supposed to send the bear fleeing. That has not been my experience. Um, and so it hasn't been most of their experiences either. Uh, and so they are given uh, bear spray. And so if you, you walk through the woods, you're you're supposed to have bear spray with you. And I just was thinking this, um, this evening that that, uh, that principal would probably want him himself some bear spray. <laughs> um, but I was thinking through, like, what would it look like to be prepared? And there's just all kinds of people that are encountering bears. Uh, even, even in my limited experience with bears, I think I've told every bear story I've got uh, just now. But in my limited experience with bears, I, I've never been prepared to do battle with them. Um, and have zero desire to do so. 
Um, but I was thinking, we are in a battle with a much more dangerous enemy than a bear ever dreamed to be, aren't we? Uh, Satan has so, is so much more crafty, so much more dangerous uh, than a bear ever dreamed to be. And so we need to be prepared. As we do battle with him, we have to be prepared. And well, I started thinking, well, what does that look like? We don't, we don't talk about that very much, do we? What, what, what it looks like to be prepared for spiritual warfare. How do I prepare myself to endure that, that time in my life? But the Bible talks about it quite a bit. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talks about the armor of God. So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and be flipping to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. So as we think about what will keep us safe as we endure the onslaught that Satan throws against us, the Holy Spirit tells us there are a couple things that we can put on, some things that we should be focused on that will help us as we endure these temptations because temptations will come, right? Uh, nobody is uh, immune to these things. There's not a shot you can take. There's nothing you can do that will make you immune to Satan's uh, tricks, to his temptations. And so we just are going to have to learn to endure them in such a way that we can be safe from them. And that is incredibly difficult because he is very, very good at this. And it's his agenda to take as many of us away from God as possible. Um, so as we think about what it looks like to do battle with him, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 uh, comes to mind. So this is what the Spirit says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so he's reminding us, this isn't, this isn't a physical battle that you're embroiled in. That, that might be easier. That would, that would be easier, wouldn't it? If you had a physical opponent that you could physically touch and you could physically hurt. That, that Our minds seem to work better with that. But that's not the kind of battle that we're embroiled in. This is a a battle of spiritual natures. And so he says you have some, some weapons. Most of them are defensive in nature while one is offensive. But how often do we utilize these weapons? I don't, I don't feel like we talk about this enough. And so verse 13 starts the conversation about these defensive weapons. He says, Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. So what, what's, he dealing, what's he doing here? We're going to very quickly walk through each one of these um, pieces of armor. And so what's, what's he doing here with this belt of truth uh, idea? Well, I think, I think truth is... Each one of these are absolutes. These are things that we fall back onto, that we can remember as uh, temptations uh, come at us. Each one of these things, I think, are, are things that should be running through our minds. And so when we think of the belt of truth, the absolute that we fall back on there um, is truth, truth holds everything together. If the gospel isn't true, if the word isn't true, if God's uh, promises aren't true, then, then nothing matters. All bets are off. Uh, Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 15, if, if Christ isn't really risen, then your faith is futile and 
we of all men are to be the most pitied, right? We live lives that are dependent on these promises. Um, there's, there's no way around it. So if, if this is not true, nothing matters. But if it is true, it's worth sacrificing everything for. Uh, and so we have to remember this is true. The promises are true. He's true. And when we, when we encounter temptation, I think this belt of truth, I think Paul's trying to get us to see that, that, that idea, um, that, uh, that bedrock promise that, um, that God is, is good, that he's true, that his word is true. I think that shores everything and holds everything together. I think that's what he's trying to get at here. But this certainly bears uh, more study. But uh, I think that's what he's trying to get at. I think that's why he leads with the belt of truth, because it holds all this stuff together, this idea uh, of truth holding all things together. He says uh, in the rest of verse 14, And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, the fact that we've gained right standing before God ought to, when we encounter temptation, be the first thing that hits our minds, right? I have made sacrifices so that I can have right standing before God. He has made incredible, earth-shattering, literally, right? Earth-shattering um, decisions so that I could have right standing with him, right? The, um, there was an earthquake when Jesus died. That moment in history um, and my obedience to his gospel cleanses me of sin. And so when I encounter temptation, the cost at which my righteousness has been bought with and the sacrifices that I have had to keep my righteousness, my right standing before God, ought to be at the forefront of my mind. And so I remember those things, and I'm much more ready to fight for um, against that temptation. I cannot afford to be distracted. And that's really what Satan's trying to do. He's trying to distract us. So the next, uh, verse 15, he says, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. He says a lot of, uh, a lot of words there that we're not really familiar with, uh, at least in this context. So it just kind of rolls off your tongue. And you think, oh, okay, but what actually is that? Uh, I think he's talking about the peace that passes understanding. He's going to talk about that. Um, uh, earlier on in this in this same letter, um, and the Holy Spirit's going to talk about that throughout Scripture, the peace that passes understanding, and and again at what cost that peace was was bought for me. These are things absolutes that I keep coming back to when I'm tempted. I keep coming back to these ideas, and so uh, this idea that that I not only don't have warfare, I don't only have a lack of uh, war, a lack of, of um, hostility toward God, but I'm actually friends with him again. Uh, I've been reconciled to him. That's literally what reconciliation means, is to be friends again. And so in this piece, that's what he's done. He's bought my friendship. And so when I'm tempted, I need to see that temptation for what it is and think, I'm not, I'm not buying that. Because I already know what it costs for me to have this peace. And I'm not willing to give it up. Not for that or not for anything. 
Um, so I think that's, that's kind of what he's trying to get at here with, with these, these shoes of peace. It's kind of like hiking shoes. You ever been hiking in the woods and wore tennis shoes or something like that? Something that doesn't have a sole on it. It's very flat and you, you kind of slipped. What's the difference between a hiking shoe and something like that? You, you, your feet are able to grip. They dig into the dirt and they, they give you a uh, sure footing. And I think that's what he's saying this peace will do for you. If you can maintain it, if you can keep it in the forefront of your mind, it will give you ready footing in the middle of temptation. Uh, the next little bit he says here in verse 16, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. Um, trust or faith in God can work like a shield for us, right? We can remind ourselves that he's been faithful in the past and he will be faithful in the present and the future too, despite whatever lie Satan is trying to get me to buy into. Uh, the helmet of salvation. Um, he says that uh, this is uh, the integral part. Um, now I'm part of his family. I'm part of uh, God's family. I need to remember that God has saved me, that uh I'm not going to betray this salvation at any cost. Um, the lengths to which he has gone to ensure this salvation for me is too great for me to buy into any kind of temptation that comes at me. Make no mistake when he says helmet of salvation, each one of these things is put, um, he's using the analogy of the Roman soldier here. And so the helmet of salvation these words have sunk into our brains. They've sunk into our minds and they've transformed the, our minds uh, so that we look and think and prioritize more like he does. I've so inundated my mind with scripture that it's, that's transformed who I am. And so finally, the sword of the spirit um, is the, the only offensive weapon that we have. All the rest of them are defensive, but the sword of the spirit uh, obviously, it's, it's scripture. Paul makes that clear here. Um, we need to know this book. We need to be people of this book, constantly reading it, focusing on it, thinking about it, memorizing it, living it. Um, it needs to be constantly running through our minds and washing over the hard edges like, like a river does over uh, hard rocks. It wears off those hard edges. And that's, that's the power that, that scripture has for us. It can change us through through the work of God, we can become different people. Um, so, people that are able to overcome the temptations that are thrown at us through the power of God, because these things are not possible without Him. You can't, you can't overcome these kinds of temptations without Him. Satan's too strong. You, you have to have Him. You have to have these, these weapons at your disposal. Uh, and we need to focus on them. We need to remember these absolutes. Um, I, I think that helps us as we think through how to overcome temptations, how to fight against Satan. I think some of these things maybe will help us. If you've not been baptized into Christ, all those sins are, are still laid on your account. You're still culpable for those, those things. And that's not the way it has to be. It doesn't have to remain like that. You can have those sin, sins washed away and become clean and pure and holy uh, like he is and so if that's your need tonight we want to study with you uh, to make sure that uh, you, you understand everything that's going on and that uh, 
you've read Scripture correctly. Um, tonight, if you've already made the decision uh, and you're struggling, we want to aid you in any way we can. Why don't you come as we stand and sing? Living Before we go to prayer, I do have uh, one quick announcement that I just found out a few minutes ago. Um, a friend of one of the teachers that Miranda works with, um, they have a three-year-old, and he was with his grandmother yesterday, and she stepped out, and then he fell in a pond. Um, he's on life support right now. His name is Emmett Conley. Um, the doctors are not saying it is good but when some people were praying and singing in his room yesterday he moved a little and had some brain activity so um, I want to include him in prayer please let's go to God Father in heaven Lord we thank you for all that you've given us Lord we thank you for this day we thank you for this time to come together here to worship you, to sing songs of praise to you, and to study from your word. Lord, we pray that you'll be with all those that are sick and that need your help. Pray that you'll be with those that have cancer and are undergoing treatments. Pray that you'll be with the doctors and nurses that are caring for them. Lord, at this time, we ask that you be with the young Emmett Conley. Pray that you'll be with him and Help his brain to not swell so that the doctors can do what they need to do. Lord, we pray that you'll be with his family as this is a tough time for them. Lord, be with the doctors and just guide their hands and help them do the things that they would need to do. Lord, we know that you hear our prayers and that you answer them. Lord, we just pray that your hand will be on him and you'll watch over and care for him. Lord, we thank you for your son that we have this avenue of prayer.
that we can come to you with our requests. Lord, we thank you for what he did for us, that he came to this earth. He lived, suffered, died, and rose again, all for us. Lord, we pray that we'll always be found striving to be the best that we can be and that we follow him and that we are the light in the community and that we can spread the word, your word, to others. Lord, we pray that you'll be with us now as we leave here and we go to our classes. Pray that you'll be with the teachers as they present your word and those and the students as they listen. Lord, we pray that you'll continue to be with us through this week. Pray that you'll watch over us, care for us, and forgive us. For it's through Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.